Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 50. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. So I try really hard to make sure that all of the guests that we interview on the podcast are experts in and are sharing about goals that I see people frequently set, whether my clients or other people, ones that they sometimes struggle with, things that they really want to achieve. And I think that all of our experts have so much wisdom and guidance to share for all of us along our goal setting journey, particularly if we are setting goals within their realm and area of expertise. And the expert that we were interviewing today, I am so excited for. It is a goal that I've had in the back of my mind for forever and that I know I'm gonna be tackling in the very near future. Today we are interviewing Britt Beckwith-Martinez and she is a style consultant and the founder of Olive French. Britt earned her bachelor's degree from the University of Connecticut and from there was accepted into the London College of Fashion. After her time in London, she returned to the States, got a job at Free People where she worked as a stylist and then was hired as an intern at Elite Model Management in New York City. From her internship, she was able to move on to a permanent position at Elite and pulled looks for events like the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show After Party and Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Press events. After her time in the city, she ended up moving back to Connecticut, getting married, and getting back into fashion. She started Olive French, which began as a boutique and has evolved into styling services and model industry consulting. She continues to offer services that allow her clients to grow and shine and allows her to remove the stigma of the fashion industry being cutthroat by bringing human connection and industry knowledge to her clients. So today we have such a great interview with Britt. We talk about fashion and styling and how to look your best, but Britt brings a really true human focus to those topics. And she discusses them all with so much grace. She even dives into helping me with my own closet. And it is an interview so packed with wisdom and advice, one you will not want to miss. And so without further ado, here is my interview with Britt Beckwith-Martinez. Britt, thank you so much for coming to share on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Before we really dive into this topic, can you share a little bit about yourself and everything that led you to where you are today? I'll try and make it shorter than longer, but I majored in culture, fashion, and merchandising at UConn, which was like an individualized major that I created myself through this individualized major program. I minored in business and communications, and somehow I made my way to, oh, I also went to the London College of Fashion, studied abroad there. That was really wow. cool. Then I ended up back in America. And I worked at Elite Model Management after college. That was like my dream job at the time. I started off as an intern. I got hired. And then they said, I want you here. We don't have a position for you, but we're just going to figure it out. So I sat with the art department and I did book prints and I assisted everyone. I was like a glorified assistant and just absorbed everything. And eventually I moved my way up into styling runway models for press events like galleries. Mm -hmm red carpet events, after parties, stuff like that. And then I was promoted to communications manager and I worked on something called the Elite Model Contest, which never ended up happening after us working on it for a long time due to budget constraints. But it still taught me a ton about project management and everything in fashion. I ended up moving back to Connecticut 
because New York City is very expensive. And out of college, I was not making enough money to live. And then a few years later, I decided to open my own business. It started as a boutique. And then I was like, I really love the styling part. I want to figure out how to incorporate that in my business. And eventually after three years, it's morphed into more of fashion and style consulting. Mm -hmm. I'm like a fashion coach. Now I work with everyday women, all ages. And I also work with local modeling agencies and I work with them to coach them on the business side of modeling more than just their looks. It's a whole business experience. So I like to bring in that information and share that with others. And I just created an online course for new face models as well. So it's a lot of people stuff rather than the boutique now. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. It's so interesting too, to see how it has evolved, but it really has all come back together to get you to where you are now. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. When I majored in fashion merchandising, I always said, I want to be a stylist. I love the behind the scenes stuff. And I kind of went in a roundabout way and then got back to the people again, just like you said, it's more than just the fashion part. It's connecting with people and helping them. And I'm going to be starting a master's program for human resource management. So that's even more so like bringing in the people aspect and the coaching. Yeah. yeah, It's all of my career has been like people focused and the fashion has always been like a little accessory part of it. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, I like it. I'm excited to talk about both of those things today on the podcast. And I love how you said that style is really so much more about the people than it is the fashion and the pieces. Definitely. When you conceptualize style, what what does that mean to you? How do you find it? Is it different for everyone or are there like common themes? Can you explain that to those of us who like do not get style. <laughs> so for me, I know this is so for me to say it's about confidence, but really confidence is the most important part mm. that I work with all my clients with because it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You could be wearing the best. You could be wearing Gucci head to toe or whatever you want to consider the best, which I don't consider that the best. And if you're like, just like hiding in a corner or you're like fidgeting with your clothes or you're just like not confident, then it's not going to be a good look. I think it's definitely for each person, like they need to define their personal style, which I help them do, but it all comes from the people. It's not my idea of what stylish is. It's Mm -hmm. we want to hone in on what you want to represent yourself as and help you like communicate that to people through your fashion, through your style. And it's more so about being comfortable with yourself and being confident in your outfits and not thinking about it as much. So that's how I coach people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To have a roadmap in a general, you start to do it subconsciously once you learn like your own personal style. And that makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of that helped, but (laughs) no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it can be hard sometimes because the trends are always changing and what's in style and what's not. So is it really just identifying what makes you feel confident and comfortable? Those two components that help you define your style or what is it? So it's that it's dressing age appropriate, or Mm. I hate saying that too, because that's just a number, but dressing the age you act, I should say, Mm. or the age, because a lot of my clients, they're whatever age they are, 
they are very active and fun and no one wants to portray themselves as an old lady. Even when we right. are get to be old ladies, fit you, not wearing something that's too tight for you because you feel like you should have been that size. Just going with your body and it's about highlighting your favorite parts of your body and learning how to confidently camouflage the parts of you that you, you're not obsessed with because we can't always be like, I'm amazing and I love every part of me all the time. Women can't always be like that. It would be great if we were. It's about... Learning how to flaunt what you want to. And I say gently hide what you don't Mm. want to. So Mm. that's, it's totally not about trends for me. I don't really follow trends. If I find something that's new and I love it, cool. So when I say that, if you're dressing in a trend that is from the past, like a fifties or something like that, if it's not flattering for your age now, that's the only reason I would say not to wear that trend. But otherwise... If you feel confident in your mix and match stuff, then good for you. Do what you want. Yeah. And the trends are nice in that way because they bring to the focus things that maybe we wouldn't have thought to try before or putting things together we wouldn't have thought to try. And so in that sense, it can be good. But Mm -hmm. if you don't like it or it's not comfortable or it isn't flattering, then it's okay to just let those things. And I hate when people wear things. I don't want to say I hate. I When people wear things just because everyone else is, that doesn't mean you have to work hard to be different just to be different either. I would just say just wear something because you want to wear it, not because everyone else is. And of course, we all get sucked into these trends and we're like, everyone else is doing it. But one thing that I remember I learned in my fashion forecasting class is these trends start way before people start wearing them. Like Mm. designers get together and forecasting companies, there's forecasting companies that get together and they pretty much just come up with something and they present it to everyone else. And they say, this is going to be in for whatever research reasons they, they come up with. But in the end, it's easier to get all of high street fashion, which is your Zara or your Topshop and stuff like that it's easier to get all of them on the same page because if one store is stocking it, the other store is going to be stocking it as well. So Mm -hmm. from like a buyer's perspective, trends are put in place to have everyone follow them and buy more stuff. Right. Because everyone wants to fit in. So that's how the business of fashion works. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's why there's seasonal trends. It's not by coincidence. So anyway... The point of that story is just wear whatever you want because it's all going to come back and go away, come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the flip side of that though, and something that I've noticed in my own closet is that I've Mm -hmm. had a lot of clothes for years, like maybe coming up to a decade probably since I like last really overhauled my closet. And most of it I still feel is age appropriate and appropriate for the work that I do and everything. It just sometimes feels like I'm in a style rut or I have nothing to wear because I've worn everything in my closet a million times. So yeah. how do you move past that? So when I start a closet audit, which is can be one of my services by themselves, which is when I just go and clear out your closet, but that's also a part of the bigger service of a full style audit. Mm. It always starts with the questionnaire, like what we just did, you know what I mean? We're going to go over, why do you feel you're in your style route? I ask a lot of personal questions because it's more than just a clothes, like I said, but the next step is going into your closet. And first thing I look for is just, is this stuff old? (laughs) Is it like pilling? Mm. Does it look flimsy? Like when I was in college, we all wore forever 21. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like weird fabric and it just was not cute. And, but we all got that because that's what we could afford. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's just about the quality more. Mm -hmm. So first I tear out anything that is just 
old or poor quality. So that's the first like flock of clothes that I get rid of. Then I look at, do we have 90 of this one item? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then we pick out the best of one of the 90 items. Then we say, which one fits you best? So that's how we start to pull things out. And then in our mind, we'll keep in mind your personal style, which how would you describe your personal style? I feel like mm, the two words that have always come to mind for me are like preppy and sporty, which are like the two different components of my closet. Okay. So what are three words for your personality type that you would give me? Ooh, that's hard. We're doing a style audit on you. Ah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty introverted and quiet. So like cozy at home kind of person. Personality wise, I'm very hardworking. I don't know if that has anything to do with clothes. No, it is. Yeah. And then I think driven is the other word that I use a lot to describe myself. Now, do you have any style icons that you can think of, whether celebrities or? The first one who comes to mind is Kate Middleton. Okay. And not That's even a lot of my clients. Really? Well, uh-huh. and it's not even so much like the exact clothes she wears, but I think you're right. It's like the confidence and the way she carries right. herself. It's like the grace. And... Yeah. Yeah. Another older one would be like Grace Kelly. And another newer mm-hmm. one would probably be like Emma Watson, at least as I'm like flipping through what yep. seen probably like on Pinterest of their outfits. So those are the people who come to mind off the top of my head. Cool. So then we're going to look at your clothing and I'm going to say, does this speak to how you speak of yourself? Is this sequin top going to <laughs> say, like, I'm hardworking, driven, quiet, mm. introverted? No, probably not. Are you going to wear it out? Is Kate Middleton going to wear it? Is Grace Kelly mm. going to wear it? No. So that's not doing you justice. Not that you right. have to copy them, but if that's what you aspire to, the vibe you want to give off, let's start thinking of these items in mm. regards to that vibe. Then we're going to pull out all of those items and say, okay, this can really work. This can really work. And then we start like putting outfits together. And I usually do that in person, just for examples for my clients of would Kate Middleton wear this or something like it. So that's how we're going to start to edit the closet that you already have. So after we clear out all the crap that's either doesn't fit or is gross or is like rotting off the hanger. (laughs) So we do all that and then pick out the items. We do give you some ideas of how to restyle them and then we'll go and pick out the items that I feel like you're missing Mm. so I'll do some online shopping and I tend to go for quality items they might not necessarily expensive but not cheapo like yeah the forever 21 stuff we'll go for items that I I know that will be around for seasons or have been around for seasons and then a couple pops if you want to add some excitement and then we just weave it all in together Mm. and that's how you get to focus on what you want to portray yourself as in your personal style. So that's how we start with that. And I also add in some rules that are specific to each person. Sometimes it's, you've been doing this, let's maybe not do that. It depends on the person, but Mm. that's how we start to build confidence and create outfit formulas. So you're not like thinking for an hour about what you're going to wear. You know, you have that outfit formula and you know, it's going to work and you know, you have the items in your closet. That's so good. So are there any items that you think generally like everyone should have in their closet that is going to help anyone, no matter who they are? Yes. I am obsessed with a great pair of jeans and I scare a lot of my clients with the high-waisted thing, but high-waisted jeans 
more likely than not look great on everyone if you get them in the right size that's well fitting because they lengthen your legs and they could be high-waisted skinny jeans high-waisted wide leg jeans relaxed fit just high-waisted is generally flattering on most body types a good pair of pumps like pointy-toed pumps Mm. because those can be worn at work or just give off this like sexy chic yeah night on the town kind of thing exactly a blazer a black blazer Mm. because you can dress that up or down again you can wear that to work you can throw a graphic tee under it a graphic tee like a black or a gray or a white base with whatever Mm -hmm. graphic colors on the front that'll usually go with just anything so it's really easy to mix and match and like a white pair of sneakers just Mm. a simple white pair of sneakers that's what I would it's pretty much all I wear that's what I think everyone should have no, I love it. That makes sense. So now I'm like going through my closet to be like, okay, and I'd say like a good sweater. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. A comfy mm-hmm. sweater. See, I'm like leaning towards the minimal stuff, but obviously people's style is different, but all of those items you can add to them and create your own style with them and dress them up and down. Yeah. I, I can see how it would be a little bit different for everyone, mm-hmm. but there's no one who doesn't look good in an outfit that you put together from those pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can always like add something. I'm a big fan of high, low dressing mm. or like new and old or designer and not designer. So yeah. mixing and matching. And one of my style tips or tricks is if you wear like a dressy pair of heels with a pair of jeans, you can't lose. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, she's not casual because she's wearing those nice pumps, but she's not like too stuffy because she's wearing jeans. So yeah. like that with mm-hmm. a nice tucked in tee and like a red lipstick, you're always prepared for whatever. You could go to a club or a bar, mm-hmm. but you can also be prepared for like a meeting in it. So I like a nice balance because it takes the guessing game out of creating your outfits. I remember reading a book from American Girl growing up and it had a whole (laughs) section on stuff like that of if you have just finished your grocery shopping and suddenly you have a date and you have to get ready, like how to turn the outfit you're already wearing into ready for a night on the town. So that's what that reminds me of. That's all you need. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if people recognize I have all of those things in my closet already that you think everyone should have, or they don't, and they're out shopping for it, whether they're shopping for that or something else, other pieces that fit their mm-hmm. style, are there things that they should keep in mind while they're shopping? Yes. So this is how I've saved myself over the years because I used to have like ridiculous amount of clothing. <laughs> Just I'm sure everyone else like that they never wear. Whenever I buy something now, it's like, how many times am I going to wear this? Mm. Like really though, like really how many times, unless it's like you're buying a birthday outfit or something, but even so with that, you probably want to get the most for your money. And that's, that'll make it easier for you to buy quality, which are usually more expensive Mm -hmm. items because you're like, I know this is going to last and I know I'm going to wear it a lot. So I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I would definitely ask yourself. Are you really going to wear it more than once? Can you dress it up and down? Just get the most wear Mm -hmm. for it as you can. And if you do want to invest in like a pair of Gucci slides, I I have, that's like my one expensive pair of shoes. Like I've worn them like 50 million times. So I don't feel bad about spending all that money on it. But other stuff, it's, I don't know, we don't really need to spend that much money on it. But like you were saying earlier, the flip side is don't just go to Forever 21 and grab whatever they decided is suddenly in this season. Yeah. Even if it is cute, like I'm not bashing them. It's just not going to last. Yeah. Like it, it probably won't. I'm saying it from experience. Like it'll have holes in it. It doesn't work. We're not Forever 21. We're not. And I guess it goes back to what you were saying about defining your style. And do you really want fast fashion brands to be synonymous with your style? 
are those things that you really want to be aligned with each other? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) So can you address a little bit? I've seen lots of like TikToks and reels and stuff lately about finding your color palette and knowing your body type. So can you talk about identifying those things or dressing for those things or if they're things we should just ignore and move past altogether? Yeah. So for body type, obviously you want to dress for your body type, but that's more of, like I said, getting things that are your size, Mm -hmm. whether it's too big or too small, just get your size. Don't worry about the number. Just if it fits you, it's going to look better on you. The color palette thing. It's like, eh, like, I know like literally people hire people to tell them their colors to wear. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think if you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I look good in this, (laughs) wear whatever colors you want. Mm -hmm. Or you get Um, a lot of compliments. Matches. Yeah, exactly. If you have, I have blue eyes. So when I wear blue, Like it makes my eyes pop. I feel that just by looking in the mirror, what colors work for you and what don't work for you. But me personally, I don't believe in the whole color palette thing. I'm sure there is science behind someone's skin tone looking better in a certain color, but do we need to worry about that as much? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. In my personal opinion. (laughs) Okay. Going back to the body type thing, because I know my friends and I have sat around, whether it's like body type or face shape, we've sat around for ages (laughs) talking about it. And it always comes down to, we just have no idea what we are, how you even figure it out. Even though like you can see the charts and you can read the descriptions. Yeah. Is there a good way to find out? Is it to work with a style consultant? Again, that's, I don't give people like titles either when like, I know there is like the apple shape, the hourglass shape, the inverted triangle or whatever. I don't think you really need a a name for it, but if you are apple shaped and you're like wider in the middle, then you probably won't want to wear low rise because it will just tuck you in even more. You know what I mean? But it's more just about identifying your favorite or least favorite body parts. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like to more so go towards what do you like about yourself? So like I have super long legs for my height. I'm five, six. And like people see pictures of me and think I'm like six feet tall sometimes. (laughs) But so I show that off even more with high waisted jeans, which adds to the length. It's about, and this is where like the modeling portfolios and like photography stuff comes in. When you just think about it, it's like creating lines. Mm -hmm. So you want, and you want your eye to follow those lines. So Mm -hmm. For example, if I have long legs, I want to elongate them even more and create a straight longer line. If you want to hide your midsection more and you want to wear a flowier dress that kind of flows over your body, that's directing your eyes like away if that's what you feel is your problem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if my shorter ladies, there's a lot of petite girls that I work with, you're going to want to Again, I always go to the high-waisted jeans or something, but that again adds like four inches to your body. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you add some heels underneath and that's another five inches. So now you're like 10 inches taller to the eye. Same thing goes with like shoes or pumps if you're wearing them. But if you're wearing a shoe that like cuts you off at the ankle, that's where the eye stops. Mm. So that's why I like the pointed pump because it directs your eye all the way to the ground and Mm. it just creates like longer it's all psychology and no it's so cool so interesting you know what I mean do you get it I don't know (laughs) yes I get it I love it related to that do you have Mm -hmm. any other tips for anyone to help them look their best I know I keep saying the same stuff but it all just comes back to itself the confidence in wearing your size and there's a reason behind that wearing your size a because like 
I'm including myself in this. Like if you go up in a size and you're still wearing your size, whatever jeans that you don't fit in, in your head, you're like, I still fit in these, but mm-hmm. you're like right, pulling them up all the time <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, they still button. But if you're like playing with your clothes all the time, or if you're wearing a top, that's like a tube top, but you're not wearing a good bra with it. You know what I mean? You're like shoving it up all the time. Mm-hmm. All of that fidgeting and stuff takes away from your confidence or the look of your right. being confident. So you want to make sure everything fits you, make sure you're not fidgeting with stuff, make sure you're not wearing like this. It could be like the coolest off the shoulder top or a tube top, but you're like fidgeting with Mm -hmm. it all the time. So that's not going to work. It it has to be comfortable. Your clothes have to be comfortable because you're just going to fidget with them. So I would say find your size and find stuff that you feel good in and you're not going to be fidgeting. in. Well, and I imagine that goes for like clothes, accessories, makeup, anything else. Yeah just finding what works for you. Exactly. And I know it's very big to say, just find what works for you. But you know, like I said, you should think of how you want to portray yourself. And Mm -hmm. I also ask people, how would a friend describe your personal Mm -hmm. style? Mm -hmm. So I have my clients answer that to get an outsider's opinion. And I also ask, how do you think people would describe your style? Because that's also like your maybe lack of confidence will come out and that be like, well, you might think I'm dressed like an old lady or you might really not, but maybe that's how we figure out that it's your confidence. That's the problem. Not really what you're wearing. Yeah. And I think you're right too, that there is so much value in looking to our friends and people we know and trust for advice Mm -hmm. on ourselves and what does bring out our eyes. Mm -hmm. And even then you probably have friends who you really admire their style and you can say, what brands do you love? What do you think of this? And to pull on their expertise too. Right. And like, you know, what makes you feel good and look good and you know what doesn't. And it's just getting rid of all that stuff in the middle, I think is so hard. Yeah. It's letting go of that thing. Oh, I might wear that. Yeah. It's just, it's easier almost when you have less choices and that's coming from someone who loves shopping, but it is almost easier when you have those repeatable outfits that you look good in. Mm -hmm. And even for like my birthday and my anniversaries and stuff, the past few years, I like wear the same outfit, like literally almost every time, because I'm like, this is my outfit that I feel good in. And there's no shame in repeating outfits either. Repeating the same kind of outfit. Well, and that's almost fun too, because how cool would it be to like look back a decade from now and see how you changed and you're in the same outfit. So like you yeah. really can see you and how much you changed. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah. I wear almost the same. It's easy to just revert to a nice black bodysuit and jeans yeah. and heels. Like it's easy. And I don't know. It's just easy for me. I'm, I don't know if I'm just getting older or what, but <laughs> no, you know. we like easy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this area, like you want it to be pristine, but easy, effortless, because if it's not, it takes away from the whole confidence thing. Exactly. And the effortless (laughs) thing is really important. The effortless look, because you can tell when people have gone out of their way to either be like trendy or Mm -hmm. like different, like I'm different. There's no shame in people who are like genuinely like that. And, but you can tell when they like Mm -hmm. try to be like that versus they're just really cool and they just have a really cool sense of style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It may, that also just goes with the confidence as well and how people yeah. wear it. Mm-hmm. Unsurprisingly, yeah. it all comes back to confidence. <laughs> it does. It really does. It's how you walk into the room and it is, it's all about confidence, but wearing certain items will add to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not just, you know, I tell people to be confident and then tell them to wear whatever they want. I still like, I'll tell you when it's not a yeah. good look for you. Like, I'm <laughs> there to be like, 
no, Mm -hmm. this is not working, but this could work. You know what I mean? Let's try this. Let's Mm -hmm. try something new. So that's where I'm, where I come in. That's great. Okay. I want to move on to the resolution round. So we're going to talk about goals and goal setting and everything related to that. So do you set goals or resolutions? And if so, what is that process like for you? So I think I'm always setting little goals for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm always a go-getter. I think I like subconsciously set goals, but my way of getting to the goals is like little Mm -hmm. goals Mm -hmm. in between and like meeting those a little bit at a time because I have a ton of things going on all the time. So it's definitely easier to break them up into little pieces for me. Yeah. I think I do that too. Cause you can't look ahead to be like, well, I'm going to go to grad school. It's okay. I'm going to yeah. sign up for classes and then I'm going to yeah. buy books. Cause you can't like just go to grad school and check it off your list. It's like all exactly. the million things between here and there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a million things. <laughs> Even like going back, it's like, wait, how did I do this? Did my right. parents really do all this stuff for me? Like, why can't I like use the internet now? You're like, and what program do they use? And how am I going to find where everything? Yeah. It's stressful. Yeah, I know. That's a lot. But so piece by piece, day by day. And that's how you keep track of everything and like lists and cross it off. And mm-hmm. I'm all about the list. What is the biggest goal or resolution that you set and completed? Oh man, there's a lot. I'm really proud of myself. One of my goals was to work for one of the top modeling agencies. And, and I did. did that. Another goal, start my own business. And I did mm-hmm. that. Honestly, the going back to school thing wasn't really a goal. I just did it. Right now we're adding on to my house. Like Mm. we've been working on that project and I don't know. I push myself a lot and I work multiple jobs and I just keep working towards what I want. So Mm -hmm. most of the things I want, if it's like feasible, like I'm gonna yeah, gonna get there and get it someday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like you're working on all of those things and the house and gonna be working on grad school. So busy months ahead. Yes. Yeah. That's how we like it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's how I function or don't function. We try. (laughs) Right. So every week on the podcast, we encourage listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment or take some action. So what would you encourage listeners resolve to do? Ooh, I'd say just do something. All those goals that you have on your list, I've resolved Mm -hmm. to just do it and start something because the more times you say yes, or to say yes, let's do that. Just say yes. Do something. Mm -hmm. Resolve to say yes. Every opportunity leads to another opportunity and networking or doing this. I think the more you say yes to, if it's something that's worth your time and if it's something you want to do, the quicker you're going to move forward in life. And in the last few years and like entering my thirties and stuff, that's like where I'm at is just, just do it and don't worry about it and you'll figure it out. So. It reminds me of improv too, where they're like, you can't say no because that's a wall. But if you say yes, yes. And I'm going to figure out how to make this work for me. You're right. It's like continual forward motion. And then you don't need to worry about, oh, what if I didn't do that or did right. you know what I mean? It's the what ifs aren't there. And it's like, you move on from it, yeah. whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. And the context in which I'm thinking about you thinking about saying yes in it's the yeah. way that people are more inclined to say no. When someone's like, I have this great opportunity. Do you want to come on my podcast or do you want to start your own business? Those are the things that have the greatest potential for return in our lives, but the things we're right. more likely to right. say no to, as opposed to when they're like, Hey, can you pick up my kids from school? Or here's all of these extra assignments I had to do, but now I want you to do them. Those are the things that we just do for other people. But it's like saying yes to the things for ourselves that we're so inclined to say no to, but they have the potential to take us so far. And even stuff that scares you, networking events, or I'm speaking in front of people is scary, but 
the more you do it, like the more confident you become and then tying it back to confidence, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Just say yes to something that you've been saying no to yourself for. That's mm. what I'd say. Ooh, that's a great one. See where it takes you. Yeah. Okay. And then we have some confetti questions to wrap up okay. the show and they're just for fun. So we can get to know you a little bit better, but okay. what time do you get up? I think my alarm is 625. Okay. <laughs> but I end up getting out of bed a little before seven. <laughs> Some days I go to the gym, I'll get up at 530, but that's not as often. <laughs> but sometimes you do. And that's what Yes. Would you do your best work? Morning time. Definitely. Yeah, me too. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? I don't know if I've been given it, but I'm sure I have by someone and just it's subconscious. Just be authentic, be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's easier to just be yourself than pretend to be someone else. Mm-hmm. It takes so much more time. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then you're constantly worried about, can other people see through this? Exactly. Just being yourself and not caring. (laughs) What do you do to rest? I don't rest. (laughs) I don't really rest. I think that's the most Um, honest answer I've ever been given. Yeah. I don't really rest. When I'm eating dinner, that's when I'm resting. Yeah. (laughs) Favorite beverage? Coffee with oat milk. Iced coffee with oat milk. There you go. Classic. Favorite TV show? Oh, I have a lot. Game of Thrones is one. Vikings. I'm into like historical Mm. because I feel like I like want to live in all of those past times. Ooh, okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that. What book has had the greatest impact on your life? Oh, yeah. I had to look up the name, but Untethered Soul. Oh, I have someone mentioned that recently. It like has Mm. a horse on the cover. Definitely look it up if you're someone who has like anxiety or Mm. like constant worry about stuff. That has definitely helped me out. What book are you currently reading? Um, Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. She also wrote Malibu Rising, which I'm, that's like my favorite book ever. And I'm like trying to replicate Mm. that book and I haven't yet. Both of those are like really close to the top of my to read list. Yeah. Malibu Rising. I like, it's such a good beach read. Yeah. Before summer ends, I'll try to do it. And what's a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? I'd say like the grad school thing that's starting. I'm excited. Yeah. We'll definitely toast that with you. And then we'll be toasting you like all through the process. And then when you graduate and where can people go to find out more information about you and your style and your services and all the amazing things you're doing. So it's olivefrench.com, O-L-I-V-E-F-R-E-N-C-H.com. And everything is there. The modeling stuff, the coaching stuff. There's a few items of clothing left online, some jeans and stuff. But yeah, olivefrench.com. And that's actually named after my French bulldog, Olive. Oh, I was going to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Britt, thank you so much for coming to share all of your wisdom and for helping me start to think through my style transformation that I think is going to come next year. That's like towards (laughs) the top of my to-do list for next year, but it's been so much fun and I learned a ton and I cannot wait to share this episode with our listeners. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap on my interview with Britt Beckwith Martinez. I did not realize that I was going to be getting hands-on help today, but I so appreciate it. And if you have seen my closet anytime in the last 10 years, that I probably really need it. So I am so excited to take this wisdom and advice to heart. And I've been inspired by Britt too, to say yes to new and bigger and more things in my life. Britt and I are both people who pack our calendars, but even for us, it is so important to remember to say yes, and especially to things that are going to help us become the people that we wanna be, to connect with other people, and 
<laughs> at least when it is style or fashion related to look good while doing it. So I hope that you were inspired by today's interview to maybe do a closet audit, maybe hit the stores, but to remember that no matter what you wear, to show up with confidence because of who you are and what you bring to the world and to what you're bringing to your outfit. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlydesano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.